Welcome, guys, to the Faithful Found Podcast, where real humanness meets eternal truths from God's Word. Join me on a drive as I talk about things of the Christian life, give encouragement, and answer questions on spiritual development. Hope you guys enjoy these. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome back to um, the Faithful Founds podcast. Um, this is a new season, season two. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, it's probably probably been about a year that I've um, haven't done an episode for a while. Kind of got busy and kind of got put in a back burner. Um, but yeah, so welcome back to the second season of. The Fable Found Podcast. I'm really excited about this season because I've already started off the bat with uh, really cool topics that I want to go over, and I've already started off um, putting stuff together of and having and having ideas, just uh, fleshing them out. Um, and yeah, just, just been excited about those things, and uh, hope you guys are blessed by the, by this um, by this podcast. <laughs> Um, so in case you guys aren't familiar with this podcast, uh, so basically what this is, um, it's just me, a dude, you know, a, a dude who's on fire for Jesus who, um, read, read his Bible and, uh, has a heart for the word and truth and for people to know the truth and to be transformed by it. Um, it's just that dude driving around talking, uh, having thoughts about, uh, the Bible events, things that go on, uh, mostly just personal and spiritual transform, uh, spiritual um, development things. Um, it's kind of what I have, a, I have a passion for. Um, so yeah, so just, it's casual. Um, me just driving around, just a little, little kind of, uh, conversation, more like a monologue, but conversation like, um, and that's kind of what this is just going on a cruise, basically just talking about the word of God. Um, so yeah, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, so today, on this first episode, um, on season two of the Faithful Found podcast, um, I really got just, I really want to get into it again because of this one topic. Um, that's kind of why I, I'm doing a, a season two. Um, so it all started out with me just kind of thinking about what does spirituality actually think? feel like um what does it does it actually you know look like tangibly to say that i'm a christian that that i'm being changed i'm growing and maturing um and i I was thinking about that one day at at work i remember i was getting off of work uh, i just walked to my car and uh, i had this this thought come to mind and i was like you know that's not a thought i want to have in my mind so i'm just gonna put it away um just being real by the way that this podcast gets real um, because there's no shame in Jesus and we're here for, to talk truth and yeah, ultimately, ulti- to ultimately be changed and transformed by Jesus. Um, so yeah, so I was walking in my, to my car from work, um, and I had this thought and I was like, man, it didn't seem like I had a very spiritual moment, but I knew I did the right thing. I knew it was something that God called me to do. Um, so I start, started thinking like, what does spirituality actually feel like? Because I think sometimes we get hung up in doing spiritual things and 
expecting a certain feeling or a certain experience or something tangible to happen for us to kind of have that experience validated. And I know for me personally that sometimes when I do things or read my Bible or just doing obedient things and being faithful to the Lord and serving and um, whether it's small things or big things, uh, especially when it's small things, I have this thought that, I don't know, it's like, did it matter? Did it really have an impact? Did it really, was it, was it something that I did right? Could I have, could I have done it better? Um, so that thought was kind of within my head as I was walking to my car from work. Um, and the Lord just reminded me in that moment, I wrote it down to have here my notes, um, <laughs> uh, that there's just something that happens in life um, or the, th- the things that happen in life, um, it's always going to be God working, whether we realize it or not. Because um, God is so great, and He's just amazing, and just works in ways we can't even comprehend. And that makes sense, because He's the God who is incomprehensible. He's sovereign over all things, seen and unseen. Um, so it makes sense that we're not going to be able to comprehend with our mere five senses all the things that God's doing. And even even if we were able to somehow sense all of God's movements and perceive everything that God was doing, and even if we had a, a timeline drawn out of our lives to say, do you know what, God's going to do this here, and He's going to have this thing happen here, and it's just going to be good, and you know everything's going to be right. Like, even, even if we had all of those things you know, lined up and the ability to do so. It would still not be enough for us to fully comprehend the amazing just reality of God working and, and, and his amazing and perfect plan. Because um, ultimately he's working out a bigger story that, that's bigger than us and that we get to experience the blessings of and, and experience the benefits of. But sometimes we get caught up in that space that, yeah, God's just either he's, you know, just what I can perceive or maybe he's too busy doing doing other things that I kind of don't matter. But the fact is, is that God is doing these amazing things, you know, whether we can see it or not, because that's just the nature of Him. Um, so yeah, so God was just reminding me of that as I was as I was <laughs> on that day, um, just walking back to my car and thinking about what does it feel like to be spiritual or to be a new creation. Um, so yeah, so. What spirituality is, is I kind of want to break it down. If you guys would bear with me, I like to break down to break things down. Um, I'm gonna kind of break down what biblical spirituality is. So I'm gonna we're gonna define spiritual biblical spirituality um, with this as basically allowing the truth of God to intersect with our lives as new creations in the fallen world. That God is yet, you know, to finish. Has yet to finish. I'll, I'll repeat that one more time. Um, so it's allowing the truth of God to intersect with our lives as new creations, while in a fallen world that has yet to be be perfected. Um, and there's tons of implications in that. There's tons of things, you know, that's in that. But I want to focus on um, a few things. Uh, first off, I want I want to focus on like on defining that spirituality, um, biblical spirituality. Um, so sometimes <laughs> I think when we think about spirituality and doing spiritual things, um, 
actually not sometimes, I think a lot of the times, is we do that by looking at what other people are doing or we look at what influence are doing, influences are doing or what people have done on social media and how their devotions look, look like. They're just super well primed, they're super well done and um, just super aesthetic and you know, just, it's, it's really like formulated almost. So we have our spirituality that's kind of based on those things. Um, and we kind of sometimes do this comparison game, um, you know, with uh, you know with those influencers, and kind of be like, oh yeah, and be like, sometimes we're like, oh yeah, I'm not doing you know <laughs> dainty devotional times in the early in the morning and having coffee with my um, you know my daily Bible time. Um, so if I'm not doing that, then maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe my 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 spiritual you know discipline you know isn't as you know as good um so first off i just i want to just leave you know start off you know us thinking about i want i want us to start thinking about you know what how have we defined spirituality what is our who are is our examples who are the, th- the things you know who are the people we're kind of comparing ourselves to sometimes who are you know even our the thing people we aspire to be like who are those people um because sometimes you know just one person's experience is not enough to really define everything that god is you know god is doing or wants to do in your life um so the fact is is that god works beyond you know again getting back to the, the fact that god works beyond our senses he works beyond our own understanding. He works beyond our own, you know, expectation. That's a big part. He works beyond our own expectations. So he's not always going to work according, you know, to how we see it in other people's lives or how we expect it. In fact, we shouldn't expect God to work how he is in other people's lives, namely because we're not them and they're not us. We have different experiences and we have different places and different hearts that God wants to work in uniquely. God is not a one size fits all you know thing that just you know do this do that and then you can have a and b happen for your life no he's a personal god who wants us to know him deeply and intimately and who and who wants to know us deeply and intimately and he's going to work in that very specific and unique um you know place of of our lives in our in our very (laughs) he's going to work in our unique uniqueness um he's going to meet us where we're at because God is a, not a God of utility. He's not a God of economy where he says, give me this, give me this, and I'll give you this. Or, AKA, read your Bible, go to church, spend a certain amount of time and hours in church, then you'll go and experience growth or you'll experience maturity and spiritual things. No, God is not a God of economy. He's not a God who says, okay, I'm, I'm just going to hand out certificates and growth to whoever does the right things. No, he's a God who says, I want you to know me. He's not a God of economy. He's a God of relationship. And that's part of what, actually, that's the main thing of what spirituality is, is knowing God, is walking in a new life. Again, get, getting back to our definition, walking in a new life as new creations in him. It's relating to to the Lord, our Father, God who wants us to know Him and who has made all things you know, new for us to 
come back to him, even though things were all things were once messed up. God is not one size fits all. He is making all things work out perfectly and uniquely for you, for your story, for your heart, for your life, because he cares about you. He cares about us. Um, now, I want to, before I go on further, um, I was studying Second uh, Corinthians um, for his podcast. And uh, here it is real quick. I'll read, the, I'll read this verse for you. So check it out. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 through 11. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So 2 Corinthians 4, 7-11 is a really awesome verse. Um, but what's really cool about this verse is that Paul is doing this thing that he's been doing uh, so far since the beginning of this letter. Um, he's been doing this thing where he kind of has this pattern where, where he says, yeah, yeah, life is this way. This is going on. This, this is happening. But God. Um, and it's kind of a really cool tool because ultimately Paul is using life. He's using us, real life experiences, um, just dirt and and stuff that seems like really, you know, not of God. He's using those things and he's saying, you know what? No, God is actually involved in those things. God is actually working. And it's pattern that Paul uses. It starts off in chapter one. For example, he says in chapter one, um, he's, he's talking about trials, but he's saying, no, yet it's God's power who's, who's sustaining us. He talks about, you know, how they're doing works, but it's not us who's doing it. It's God's grace. And he talks about plans, how they made plans. But yet, even though those plans were messed up, it's still God's assurance. God is still assuring us that you know, he's going to, you know, fold out his perfect plan. In chapter two, he talks about witness, about being a witness for Jesus, how everywhere they go, they are being used by God to glorify himself. And are saying, no, it's not us. Like, yeah, who is able to bear such a thing? It's not us. But it's God who allows us to triumph in him. And in chapter 3, he talks about ministry. How he does ministry. How he has this great opportunity. And this amazing, glorious opportunity to instill God's truth into people. And they get changed by that. And Paul is adamant. He says, yeah, in all those things, it's not us. It's not that we are sufficient in ourselves. It's that God is the one who's sufficient, not us, but God. And then finally, getting to chapter 4, he's talking about how he's a, the, a minister of the new covenant, no longer of the old covenant, but of the new. And he's saying, yeah, but that's still not us. That is God revealing himself. That is God's work and his initiating. And then getting to our passage, chapter 4, verse 7 through 11, where Paul's talking about trials. He's, he's saying, yeah, we've gone through so much. We've been... You know, and later he talks about how he's been almost um, 
killed and he's gone through turmoil and good stuff and bad stuff and he's been through all of it but he's saying yeah trials things that stink yet god is being glorified so he's always just juxtaposing life real life against the real reality of god and this is a real cool insight that i want to dive into or want to really acknowledge because when we think about spirituality i think sometimes we separate two the two things that paul kind of is talking about is life and god we think that God and spirituality is something separate from the life that we live. That spirituality is something we only do in church or during worship or when we feel like it or when we're reading our Bible and praying. That's the only moment where we sometimes feel like that's what we're kind of doing, what's worth, like that's commendable. And then, God, and then, life is just you know all the extra stuff is that that's not spiritual. But as we see here, Paul is pointing out that, no, those are both the same thing. God is not working in one part of your life and then totally ignoring the other part of your life. God is working through it all. He is present in every moment. So three points I want to point out in in this passage that Paul kind of emphasizes and we can can use to, to know what it means to actually walk spiritual, to walk knowing, you know, what... You know, it means to walk as a new creation, you know, as, as spiritual beings in Christ and Jesus. Uh, so the first one is kind of obvious. I know I'm sorry, but it has to be pointed out because it is very important. But it's a fact that God is real. And I know it's very basic. It's very like fundamental. It's almost, it's even, <laughs> it's even almost kind of lower than like a Sunday school study. I mean, I think, you know, even Sunday school kids know that. Um, and I just realized I'm out of breath because I just got so on fire about this. <laughs> so I'm going to try to slow down a little bit because I, I know I need to kind of tame myself a little bit here. Um, but yeah, so number one, God is real. I think sometimes getting back to the fact that we separate these two things that, you know, we have our regular life and then we have our spiritual life or our church life. Um, God is actually a God who's there. Paul was not downplaying his trials and he wasn't downplaying our trials. In fact, it was like the actual opposite. In chapter one, we're told that, or he tells the Corinthians that, yeah, they're going through stuff, but God comforts them in those exact moments as they're going through stuff. God is God is an actual reality that actually intervenes in our actual lives, and and really think about that. Really, even meditate on that and allow that to sink in. Because I think sometimes we, a lot of times, we get caught up in just the everyday life and the everyday just routine, and we kind of forget that it's actually God who's working through it all. Especially when we find ourselves kind of maybe you know not you know, getting into the word as often or praying as often. Maybe we're just kind of on an autopilot. We kind of get in a zone where it's like, you, you start thinking that all you see is all that really matters or all, actually, all, all you see is all that is, all that is there. We're in Jesus. That is far beyond from truth. Because even a leader, as Paul exhorts and encourages the Corinthians 
He says, yeah, life is kind of stings, but it's way, life is way more than that. Life is way more than what we see. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. That's why we have a hope. We have a hope because we can hope because there's something more than to, than to what we just see. There's actually a reality to God. So hold, so hold, hold on to that and, and just let that be just not so foundational, so just elementary that you forget about that. Because God is actually real. He's actually in your life right now. So number one, God is real. Number two, not only is he real, not only is he actually a God, a person who's out there, but he is a God who can and who actually works in our lives. He's a God who actually works in the midst of every detail of our life, the small things, the mundane things, the every day routine things so with that it kind of it kind of brings us to this thing that we don't want to do sometimes it's actually accepting that life is inconvenient and messy uh, I, I think sometimes me personally for sure I try to ignore or turn a uh, you know turn my, my eye away from just the hard things of life and try to you know cope by, by other, with other things even by good things I try to cope by serving more by you know, trying to put on a good face at church or, you know, trying to feel happy during worship, whatever it is. Um, but no, God actually works in messy lives. And we, and if we want to know the comfort that Paul talks about in the first chapter of Corinthians, it's going to take actually us stepping into those moments and saying, God, this stinks. God, this is not cool. But I know that you really got comfort, and I know you were actually working in this midst. So I'm not going to run from it. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to live in a state of denial. No, I'm going to live seeing those waves. I'm, I'm going to call them out for what they are, but I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to know that you are God. You are the one who's working, who is ultimately king over those waves. I'm no longer going to live trying to strive to always feel, you know, positive or happy, or just to be upbeat all the time. No, I'm going to allow you to work in my actual life, which includes the good parts and the, the hard parts. And that is exactly where healing happens, where hope is, where we experience love, where we experience the promises of God because God came down to us, to a messy world. So it's, so it's accepting our messy lives and accepting the inconsistent things in our lives, the hard things, the inconvenient things in our life because we, we are still in a fallen world. We are still have yet to get... We still have yet to get to heaven. So, number one, God is real. Number two, God actually works. And number three, God actually wants to be known. And he can be known. So, number one, so he's not just a God who's there, but he's a God who actually works, who actually is involved in, in the most intimate details in our lives. And not only that, he's not just some supreme being that just randomly works out things for lives that we don't have any clue about but we actually know him himself and that's the most important thing of what it means to walk as a new creation in christ that is the the, the epitome of walking in a new covenant of what jesus came to do is to reconcile reconcile everybody all things all hearts to himself not just as a god as a king but as a father 
as the one who restores our hearts, who knows us deeply and intimately, to bring us back to the things that we once lost, to bring us back to hope, to bring us back to Him. That's what God's goal is. That that is what God desires for us. And it does seem because we ourselves lose sight of that. We ourselves walk thinking that it's just us working it. It's just me trying to be good. Brother and sister, I want to encourage you right now. If you feel like you've just been trying to do church or you've been going and you've been trying to get back in Jesus and you kind of felt like it's just been you doing things. It's just been you working and like this hasn't been this cool or amazing experience that you kind of been expecting. I want to encourage you that God is working in your life perfectly in every millisecond doing his perfect work. He's not far from you. It's not because you never did the right things for a certain amount of time. It's not because you did bad. God is not absent from your life. He is there with you right now because of his grace, because he loves you. And he, he calls you, he calls us to walk and re- just respond to that, to say, God, I'm actually going to trust you. I'm actually going to turn my heart to you. I'm, a- I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to walk in faith and experience blessings and experience you and know the hope, the love that you promise that 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 you are so God is real God actually works and God actually wants us to know him our spiritual walk our spirituality is not just gaining attributes it's not just gaining character it's knowing God it's knowing our true love it's knowing him the creator of the universe he is with you right now So to close out, I want to encourage you guys with a, a couple of things, a few things. So again, if you've been in that place where you feel like you have to do things to get God's love or to get God's blessings and those promises, you don't have to treat those, your works, your, your goodness as some sort of right of way. I'm driving right now and, you know, we have these right of ways, you know, when you when you're in a certain spot in traffic or you get a light first or a stop sign first, you have the right of way. And sometimes we treat God like that. We say, God, I have done this, so therefore you have to do this in my life. And then we do this thing where we say, okay, so God didn't do this, so I must have, I must have not done it good enough. I must have failed or I must not be good enough. So then there comes this shame, this fear, this, this guilt. But that is not the gospel that is not God doing good things does not give us a right of way to get what we want or to get what we expect so do you don't have to put your hope in yourself you don't have to measure yourself up or prove yourself to God there's no right of ways with God and with that don't compare yourself to other people (laughs) you don't have to look like everyone else on Instagram, getting back to that, 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 the fact that God is not a God of economy or utility. He is a God of relationship. 
working in your unique uniqueness. He's not working to make you like Joe next to you or Sally to to the left of you, or to to you know that person on your feed that they see all the time. He is with you to to tell you and to, to to know you perfectly as you are, as He created you to be. Yes, you're fallen. Yes, you're messed up. But He is making you more and more like Him every day, as the whole verse, the whole chapter one through four, Second uh, Corinthians, Paul is talking about the, the fact, the reality that God is doing His perfect work. That is God who completes and sustains. As it says in the end of chapter 1. That is God who makes us more and more into the image of his son. So walk by faith, knowing that you are loved. Not by works, because the, the law kills, as Paul talks about in chapter 3. The law kills and the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Walk in a relationship and know that as you do those things as you say God I don't see things working out right now I don't see things panning out the way I expected but I still trust that you are God I still put my hope in you that that right there is a life of worship that there is living as a new creation brother sister you are loved you are cared for God is going to complete his perfect work in your life doesn't matter where you've been what you've done who you've done it with how long you've been doing it God is there to pick you back up to continue to make you and mold you and form you to pour his love into your hearts Amen. Thanks for joining me, guys, in this week's episode of the Faithful Found Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great week.